Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Praise be to the sexual athletes and oral Olympians. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right, what is up? Welcome to the show. How you doing? Uh, if you are unfamiliar with my podcast, this is a show where I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, uh, this week's guest is actually not one of my former flames. I have been waiting to have her on for a long time, was waiting for the right time. This was the right time. I've got on Lainey Spicer. And if that name uh, doesn't ring a bell to you, then you are clearly not in the porn industry because it seems like everyone I talk to knows Lainey and loves her. Uh, And I'm going to tell you more about her in a little bit. But first, show dates, people. Show dates. All right. Tonight, Mentor Ohio, if you're listening to this on the the day that this comes out, November 8th, I am uh, at Toth's Place at 8 p.m., uh, November 21st, I'm back here in New York City. I'm doing Roast Masters at The Stand. I'm going to be roast battling comedian Amber Royo. Should be fun. Then November 29th, I'm going to be at the KGB bar in the Red Room. Uh, I'm not going to be doing stand-up comedy. I'm going to be part of a panel show uh, called The Complete History of Dick Picks. Uh, is being run by uh, the the dick pic photographer Soraya Dulbaz, who you've heard on this podcast a long time ago, uh, and that should be fine. I'll, I'll have information for that uh, and other shows at manorpod.com slash comedy. And while you're at manorpod.com, of course, you know, sign up for that mailing list, people. Gotta go do it. Uh, this is also a really fun announcement. So, you know, we've talked about ManhorCon quite a bit and I, I know you didn't get a chance to hear or experience the live show but we actually have a lot of pictures both of Manhorcon and of the the very first Manhor podcast live show at the People's Improv Theater uh, we had some wonderful photographs taken by my former uh, by my summer intern uh, Beatrice head on over to the Manhor podcast fan page you'll see an entire album there uh, with a whole bunch of pictures so uh, you can almost feel like you were there. And then come to ManhorCon next year. Side note, I know that not all of you are on Facebook. There are a few weirdos out there who are like, fuck you, Zuckerberg. You can go to manhorpod.com. You will also see a blog post with all the photographs there for you to enjoy um, without, without Zuckerberg knowing all your personal information. But let's be real, even if you don't have a Facebook page, there's no way that guy doesn't have some deets on you. <laughs> we got Lainey Spicer. Uh, she's not just any porn publicist. She is the porn publicist. She is. She works um, PR in the porn industry, and she's been doing so for over 20 years. I have gotten countless press releases from this woman ever since I started the podcast. Um, (laughs) I've recorded with clients of hers. When I record with other porn people, they all know who she is. And they're all like, oh, I love Lainey. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love her, too. (laughs) She is fantastic. We go through what it takes to be a publicist uh, 
for adult entertainers. We talk about her sex life, and we just talk about the porn industry, kind of, you know, where it's at right now. And I think you're really going to enjoy this one. It's from a perspective that you kind of never hear from. So I'm not going to yawn on and on about it. She's fantastic. Let's go ahead and get to me with Lainey Spicer. She's shooting with all these, like, you know, little Twinkie guys yeah, who are oh, like, oh, Mr. Pam, like gay porn mama. And that's <laughs> nice. That's nice. They need it. Everyone needs it in the industry, I think. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's important, you know. Um, a lot of them have good, uh, you know, they have good relationships with their moms. It's not like I you know take the place of that but you know at the same time they can't even you know the women whose moms are totally cool with what they do you know it's not like you're gonna call your mom and you know express feelings about you know nitty-gritty porn things you know you might not feel as comfortable mom any tips on like doing my first anal scene yes exactly (laughs) exactly like i don't know how many moms would be good with that you know necessarily but um but yeah it's it's you know it is cool. Like I said, I started out like people would start calling me the babysitter first because <laughs> I was 22 when I started. So Not old uh, enough to be the porn mama, no, but no, but and, and you know, I just started myself and a lot of the girls were older than me back then, you know, in the industry it wasn't a bunch of little chickens like it is now, you know, the average age of a centerfold or a porn star was usually about 20 between 25 and 27 you know now there's so many 18 year olds coming out there you know but i was called the babysitter as as time went on it morphed into <laughs> into oh you're they say mama bear oh you're the girl's mama bear i'm like yeah how do you how do you feel about how would how do you first respond to that i just uh, you know no woman likes to be called a bear you know <laughs> like that it's just the mama part's okay the bear is like you know, uh, but you know, it's cool, it's sweet, but it's almost like it relegates what I do to just being like a you know, somewhat of a wet nurse of sorts. And there's mm-hmm. so much more to you know, being a publicist than that, you know. But they because I always a lot of publicists don't actually go to the stuff that they book, but I do, you know, obviously, you know, I have a lot of clients in LA, I'm not there, but you know, if they're in New York, I'm gonna meet them there and that's why like today you know i said i had to leave because i have to go to a show you know that i have two of my clients on the Artie lang and anthony kumia show but who's doing that show um i have alana love and mary jean my two new york girls uh porn stars that are here but you know because i go to a lot of the shows and stuff and they see me there like the people who don't know me first think i'm like a handler you know and then they get or the or a manager and then they see like, you know, but a lot of them say, oh, you know, I see your, you, you know, your mama bear is there. And it's just like, okay, you know, <laughs> if I was a dude, they wouldn't say your papa bear is there. Well, because then know? it gets creepy. Yeah, well, that would be <laughs> creepy. It would. It would be creepy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's so it's so much fun. I'll, I'll say first, let me uh, introduce. I've got on uh, porn publicist legend because uh, yeah. it seems like. Everyone knows who you are, no matter where I go. If they're in the adult industry, if I say Lainey Spicer, they're like, yeah, I love Lainey. She's Uh, great. Well, that's good. I'm glad they say that. (laughs) It could go the opposite way. It's like, who don't you represent at some point? That's good. Well, you know, if you've been doing the same thing for 25 years, you know, I'd hope they'd know you. You know, you're doing the same job. You know, I haven't been... I haven't been doing any of my, my entire adult working career has been in this industry. You know, that's it. I, I just, I've never had any other job. I mean, the only other jobs I had were jobs that I had, you know, in high school and college that were just, you know, grunt jobs. But Right, but like, how do, how do you end up as a porn publicist at a college? 
You say, mom, dad, I got a job. Great. Congratulations. Oh, no. I'm the publicist. Okay, that's not that bad. It's a long roller coaster of emotions. It's a big jump. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, I I went to SVA and they had a journalism, really great journalism program back then. And, um, you know, my, my goal was to, you know, get on editorial at a magazine, you know, um, we did have to take a publicity, a, a prom, a promotional elective, but we had to take it for some reason, our like senior year, I think. And none of us wanted to take it. And our teacher was nice and stuff, but like, we all like, we, we looked down at publicists, you know, it's like in press releases, we had to write them and we, you know, looked down on that as well. Cause it's just a bunch of hooey and, um, we had someone speak, like a big publicist in New York, speak with our class, and I, I was a really loud back then person, and I raised my hand, you know, during Q and A, and I said, "What do you do when you, you know, get a client whose product you think is utter shit? Like, how do you handle that?" And you know, he laughed, and I forgot what he said. He was nice about it, but afterwards, um, I got called back, and I thought I was being called back to like you know say you were a jerk during the the q a but no he offered me a job he said would you like to be a summer intern i think you were made for publicity you know you'd be a great publicist i was like fuck no (laughs) you know like i don't i didn't i was like i don't want to do that like you know and that you know and then when i graduated um you know looking for jobs uh you know either the jobs were like you know really really low paying jobs like i i you know, to be honest with you, with the publishing industry has gone down the toilet because, you know, it's basically made up of trust fund kids and stuff, people who's, uh, you know, have a supplemental money coming in because there's no way, I mean, God knows it was 1991, but there's no way I could have lived on 15K a year back then. Ooh. Like, you know, you have an apartment, you have, you know, you live in New York or even outside of New York. So um, I, I answered just so many publishing ads and uh, one of them happened, they didn't say it, it happened to be a porn magazine called Gallery Magazine. It was like a... a, it's a very discreet porn yes. magazine name. Yeah, and being from art school, I thought it was like Gallery Guide, you know, and so I didn't know. And, uh, you know, when I, they, they called me and they said, well, we want to make it clear what kind of magazine this is. It's a men's magazine. And I said, oh, you know, like Esquire, like, no, it's a men's sophisticate <laughs> And I was like, so like pipes and cigars. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> like you know, like uh, whatever. So those magazines like that, like Aficionado, you know, and they're like no, it's a, it's like like Playboy. And I said, oh, I, I just I never thought of it, but I certainly had nothing against it. And I said, yeah, I said that's fine. And um, it it was like a poor man's Playboy, like you know you know d-list playboy i guess it was but it was the people you know they had a a company they had gallery they had this uh, hardcore magazine called fox and later on we had a barely legal magazine. the place was great and even though like it was totally not an idea in my head i you know within the first two months i was like i really like this place i like this industry you know i had done internships at places like you know new york press and spin and all that and you know honestly like I saw just the worst in publishing. There was either like, you know, people got treated like shit or it was just boring. And I found editorial especially to be filled with like angry people, 
you know, angry, socially inept, weirdo people. With and strong opinions. With strong opinions. <laughs> and I don't mean weirdo. I'm a weirdo. So I mean weirdo not in the fun way. I mean weirdo just like, you got an issue. You got issues, buddy. You know, like the. And I was actually not sure. I said, maybe I was wrong. You know, maybe I should just be a fl- freelance writer and just not, you know, maybe I should rethink this thing. But, you know, when I got into publishing and it was, you know, adult entertainment, I was like, well, this is exactly what I wanted to do. You know, um, you could actually move up the ladder if you showed you know a lot of hard work and if you were a self-starter people actually promoted you you know and stuff like that and it was is great and as for my parents um they were just happy someone employed me you know they're from europe it's yeah. not like it's a big deal to where, them. where in europe uh my mom is from uh, tangiers morocco and she came here when she's about 36 years old so she's definitely you know speaks with a very thick accent and my dad's from uh, south america he's from uruguay and uh that stuff never i think i saw playboys every so often around the house like my dad definitely bought that playboy when vanessa williams was on the cover like i remember that vanessa that was like the miss america yeah yeah that was when i was like 14 or 15 like that was like my dad definitely took that home and uh, I think I even saw a Playgirl around there. You know, my dad was a postal worker, so if there were mag, you know, things that were lost in translate, you know, lost in the mail or something got ripped off, he would take those magazines. You were allowed to keep those and take them home. That's what happens when shit gets lost in the mail. My Sports Illustrated sometimes yes. ended up. When I was a kid, yeah, Sports Illustrated it, for kids, it ended up in some guy's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave it to his kid yeah, to try to like, make up for yeah, not being around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I got mad mags. That's why if there's no claim to it, yeah, it's, you know, it's just going to go in the trash. So that's what happened. So um, they, were, they were fine with it. At first, my mom did think like, oh, they're, you know, at the time I was 22. So she's like, oh, they're really trying to get you in the magazine. And she goes, well, not, not the bottom half, the top half. The bottom half's not that great. Yeah, it's like oh, oh thanks ouch. yeah ouch was right and but no and then when i started working at penthouse like my dad was so proud of me because he like loved bob guccione he used to my dad was really big into radio that's why i love radio so much and um he used to list bob used to do a lot of talk shows and stuff so my dad had him in very high esteem and um that was awesome you know getting that and i think that really changed that was the real game changer for me because I actually was associated with a magazine that had a very strong brand, you know. Um, and, you know, this is in 2001. So, you know, magazines, although, you know, although porn suffered, it wasn't like anywhere near as bad as now, you mm-hmm. know. So um, it was a thrill. And uh, Bob, um, he actually is an amazing person. And I was lucky enough to be invited over his house. You know, I spent Christmas Eve there. and his birthday and uh it was uh, just great and um he really noticed who worked hard and everything he actually fired the guy that hired me and gave me his job nice and the guy was a nice guy and luckily he didn't hold it against me but um yeah it changed my life it it definitely did um i don't know if i'd still be in it if i was still like i mean i tried i i I had a, I was offered a job at Screw i don't know if you remember that one mm. you know who bob bob golda Al Goldstein, excuse me. You know who Al Goldstein is? Screw Magazine was a newspaper. It was this weekly newspaper, not unlike, let's say, a Village Voice, except it was a smut newspaper. And, like, you know, 
that sustained itself by all the hooker ads and all this stuff. Yeah. And Al Goldstein, you know, like a lot of these guys, had been arrested for obscenity many times, probably more than Larry Flint has. And he is a really big deal. And, uh, you know, it was a hilarious, most of the, it was almost like Mad Magazine for tits. porn. Yeah. yeah, with tits, exactly. Like they did a lot of parody ads and stuff. And, you know, part of when I had the job interview, I wanted to leave publicity and go back into editorial. So I had to write, aside from the, you know, copy editing test, I had to write a bunch of parodies and uh, as to how Stella got her groove back had just come out. And I wrote like how Stella got her coos back. Yeah. And you know what? They used it, even though they should not have, because I turned the job down. I saw it two, a week later in the newspaper. So, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I didn't copyright that. So What uh, what was your relationship to sex like? Uh, like you, you started in the porn industry like around 22. What was mm-hmm. your relationship with sex at that time? Like were you as let's say I as liberal as I think you are about it all now or did you have to grow into that um definitely I hadn't had that much experience you know um I lost my virginity in high school but it you know it's like one of those typical virginity stories where you lose your virginity and then you don't have sex for like another year or something mm. like that it was definitely I didn't have although I was always a very horny person <laughs> a very I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and um, and then I was also skittish about getting close to people. Although I was fine with getting close to people physically, I got uncomfortable when someone I had sex with would start calling me and all this shit. I was like, you know, oh. I, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with that. But uh, by the time I, when I started in porn, I was in a long-term relationship with someone who was like 12 years older than me. And uh, we were living together and, you know, but it was... Uh, it was monogamous for the most part. So I didn't really... For the, for the most part. For the most part, what yeah. That, wait, what does that mean? Meaning I definitely slipped many a time. I slipped <laughs> some, for sure. Because I'd been with him since I was 19, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, by the time you're 23, you know, you want to try a different dick or just have experiences and adventures. So Have some dick experience. Yes, dick experience. That's a good I'm one. I'm going to copyright that one. You should. For Screw Magazines. Yes, for <laughs> someone. Dick experience. <laughs> no, seriously, that's very good user. Dick experience. <laughs> um but yeah but you know it was through porn that like a lot of the performers will say oh they say it all the time through porn i actually was able to be comfortable being myself it wasn't just about the sex part of it it was just about the great thing about porn is that you can really be yourself and and you know the be yourself like not just be yourself but be they want you to be like three thousand times more than that you know and uh, and be comfortable with who you are. So it was definitely, um, although I was open-minded for sure, I hadn't really had that much experience at that point, for sure not. But, uh, you know, once I got out of that relationship, I, I made up for lost time. <laughs> I did, I did. I made up for a lot of lost time. And, um, you know, but yeah, it's not that I, you know, there are a lot of, look, there are a lot of experiences I could have had in porn that mm-hmm. I just chose not to. Um, like, such as? Know. Oh, you know, a lot of the girls, you know, hit on me a lot and stuff. And, uh, you know, or I'd be invited to three ways or stuff. Or one time I, I threw a party for a legendary porn star on a mall who passed away a while ago. But it was a porn party when they used to have, they used to have this, uh, this uh, convention in Atlantic City called the East Coast Video Show. 
And uh, it was a big deal back then. So you know how back then it was because it's called video show. video shows. So you actually <laughs> that, you remember those huge VHS? Uh, you probably don't remember it too young. They were the, the VHS tapes for porn were like the box covers were ginormous. It was huge and yeah. and the videos cost like eighty dollars what that's how much it costs yeah it costs like 70 oh bucks gosh. to buy a video unless it was like some cheap ass like wow one. it was very expensive people i mean i didn't make a lot of money but you know when you were a performer like you made good money because there was only so many people who were doing it and you know you had to buy the stuff there was no free anything yeah, so not like you, today where like everyone's kind of a porn star a little bit. They're like, yeah, yeah I do some cam shows. So like, I guess it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. It is the saddest thing because there are no superstars anymore. Like uh, I'd say one of Lisa and my, you know, before she retired, but mm-hmm. she was my client for a while and she's one of the last superstars. And, you know, she sees that. And now, like, you know, although she had stopped doing appearances of those type nature of a poor nature, she does them now because she sees there's a need for it. You yeah. know, people miss having those superstars. You know, there's no Jenna Jameson. There's no Jesse Jane. There's no Lisa Ann because yeah. everybody is doing it and it makes it so not special. Yeah. You know, what's the big deal? Yeah. I, I definitely get snitty with people online who claim that they're in the porn business. And like, if you got another job, you're not in the porn business. Yeah. Okay. Like, sorry. But at the same time, like as a comedian, I go like, Hey, like when, uh, what, you know, some people say the same thing, like, Oh, you're a comic. Well, like, was that, I think Mark Brand says, was they even mean, you know, what does that mean? You do one nighters, you do open mics that you're working full. And so like, it's almost like at what level of doing porn. Right. Does it mean like you're right. a you're a porn performer? I mean, I get that with when you know, I hear taxes on it. I hear yeah. that a lot with the comedians too. I do. Yeah. I definitely had a discussion with a comedian the, the other week about that. I mean, I don't think it's the same thing, but I will say that if you're out there like every week during your comedy, I you know, even if it's an open mic room, I consider you to be a comedian. It's like my husband who's an actor. I just don't tell people he's an actor. I say to them, he's a working actor, so they know that. He doesn't like, you know, he doesn't bust tables when he's not doing this. This is like the only way he makes his living full time. That's it. So, you know, I think you could say maybe people should say I am a working adult entertainer. And and I don't I just thought that putting that star. I'm a working I'm a working porn star, not just someone who like casually sucks dick on camera once in a while. I don't call the cam. (laughs) I call cam girls cam girls. I call the I tell them that you're an adult performer. I don't use that star word until you are a star, you yeah. know, and that's that. If people know you, but I you like know. the word starlet. Starlet, I, li- I do like yes. that. I think I forget where I saw it. But I was like, I like that to differentiate yeah. between a star, like a porn star, mm-hmm. like a Nina Hartley, right, right, or Lisa Ann, and like someone who's like fresh, like yeah. you know, when Bell Knox hit the seams, like okay, she's like a young, she's yeah, a porn I starlet. called her a starlet then, yeah. and uh, I have a client who's only been in the industry for a year, and she does it full time, but she's twenty three, so I call it's also yeah. an age thing. I call her a starlet. She's new. She's you know all that, but but yeah, I definitely get like. Even people that I like, you know, that I consider friends, like one or two have decided to, you know, do some shit at home or what, whatever, you know, and they're like, oh, when you're in the adult industry, and I'm like, you're not in the adult industry, stop. <laughs> and, like, and, you know, I, I hate to be, I know it's petty, but it's just like, hey, man, you know, like, no, like, you, you when you say that you belittle what we do, and quite frankly, yeah. the other people don't consider you in the industry either. Like, right. They don't, you know, unless you make, uh, unless people actually buy those little things that you made at home, you know, like, no, you're not in the industry. Like, you have to, 
you know be a part of it so yeah it's that's why it's so hard now you know it's so hard now and you know i i it's it's being mainstream that's made it so hard you know now girls are waiting to turn 18 so they can start doing this and it's like is that that's both like almost like that's great and also like not great you know it goes like oh that's not great because it's in the mainstream it's make it's diluting it but also like it's great that we're in a we're pushing forward into a society where like people can be okay with that yeah or like even want to do that and feel yeah comfortable doing that absolutely Um, but yeah, like the fact that like anyone can do porn yeah. is awesome because like one, there's more porn, sure. there's more like amateur stuff and we're in a society where people want to do that, but also yeah. then like it doesn't fuck, yeah, like you were saying, it doesn't mean anything It doesn't mean anything to say you can't you're make porn. money, you know, like you can't make money and you know, I feel that if you're going to do, this is just my point of view, let's say if I did have a daughter who told me she wanted to do porn, like for me, it. I always tell new people who are considering it or whatever and I speak as if I they were my kid I'd say like look if you're gonna do this it's fine but like make a real money at it because it's gonna change your life forever and you know or I tell people like don't go into this industry if you think you're gonna make a lot of money because you're not and you're gonna have to work really hard for your money so like do it because you're an exhibitionist or that it's the one thing that's great about it is a great way to explore your sexuality in a very safe environment Mm -hmm. you know where everybody's been tested and you're in a safe place where you know the you know nothing really bad can happen to you and stuff like yeah then do it but if you're doing it strictly because you know fast cash like you're better off being a stripper mm-hmm. you know go be a stripper you have to take and make, dick you know, and you get you know you make a lot of money nobody knows who you are you know a lot of strippers would never ever do porn they don't want people knowing what they're doing you know when i repped a strip club for many years headquarters it was almost impossible to get any of these dancers to do any kind of, you know, media appearance or whatever, because they didn't want anyone to know, you know, mm. they're fa- a lot of them had, you know, children and families and, you know, but that's more easy, not easy money. I don't think it's easy at all, but that's that you can, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. You can make a lot, you'll make more money stripping as a house dancer than you'll make starting out doing porn. Did you ever consider doing porn? Like even just a moment, think about like, yeah, no, and I'll tell you why I have, as much as I, I think I'd be great because like I'm really good sports <laughs> sex person. Like sports sex. Well, that's what porn is. It's sports sex. Okay. You know, it's like to me, it's like watching professional wrestling or watching. It's sports. You know, it is a sport of its own. So I, I think, and I, you know. I considered many of my partners to be almost like having like a weekly racquetball partner or something, but you know, instead of playing racquetball, we fucked, but you know, it was sports fucking, it's not that I just, I never was even at my, you know, prettiest, you know, I was so not photogenic and the, my vanity of knowing that, yeah, people would say like, yeah, you know, that Laney can do like backwards cowgirl, like a champ, but, but look at look at that face she's making what? while she's doing it. It's so, ugh, you know, what? like, uh, yeah, it's, you know, sex isn't pretty. It's not pretty. It's, but the it's good, yeah, nasty. the good, but the good sex is nasty and not pretty. Yeah. It's not pretty. But like I said, my, I just. I couldn't, I, I, my vanity couldn't handle it. There's no way. And, you know, not, I'm, I'm a very outgoing person, but I would never think I'm a performer of any kind. Like, not even could, like a 30 years in the industry. Like one time, one they'd time. be like, we're going to do a one time Laney like porn film just to celebrate <laughs> her contribution to the industry. That would be funny. <laughs> but, you know, like Holly Randall, for instance, she's a famous photographer in the industry. Right. Holly has done like, 
you know, photo shoots of herself. I don't think she's been completely nude, but implied nudity. And, you know, it's cool that she does that. I don't know. I don't think I... I just don't think like like I could never be a comedian. I consider myself a funny person. Oh God, but, you totally but, could be a comedian. But no, no. When it comes to being on stage and like I respect like a perform, it's hard. It's hard. I would like sweat. I'm sure like there'd be like, just sweat pouring out of me. And you know, even recently when I had to like go up on the thing for my nephew's bar mitzvah to go up on the bima and you know i was like i I swear the whole time i'm like rehearsing it over and over like it was three lines i had to do that i didn't even have to memorize just say them in hebrew and i was shitting my pants i just (laughs) it's not everyone's a a lot of people think they can be performers of any kind whether it's actor comedian and porn star it's not easy you know Mm. it's not easy and you gotta you know when the girls ever say like you know now you can't have anything without comment part on it and you know um you know people are always going to say shitty things more than nice things and stuff and you know i always tell the girls like that's part of being a performer you're a public figure people write shitty things you know people go on reddit and slice you up like i've i've been talked about on reddit you know and And your clothes are on and yeah yeah and it's believe me it's not been nice at (laughs) all like you know someone says like one of it was a Reddit thing about if I at the time Opie and Anthony or or, or Opie and Jim that show on series was still going it hadn't changed over and someone started like do you think that that uh, PR porn chick Lainey fucks Anthony Cumia is that how she gets does, on the does, show does she the no she does not <laughs> she does not even if I wanted even if he wanted to and I wanted to I probably wouldn't because it's so unprofessional you don't so you've never fucked around with anyone in the industry. Like porn star? Yeah. No. No male porn no. star. I've never been like, never. Ooh, these abs are shiny. No. Never. <laughs> never. I don't think of them like that. It's when it comes to business, I just don't see sexual to me. Like I said, there are a lot of things I could have done. Like like I said about that East Coast video show, I threw this party and, you know, it was like Nina Hartley that night was feeling me up and everyone, everyone was there. And then afterwards, like Animal gets up on the coffee table and says, hey, everyone, thanks for coming to my party. Now, if you plan on fucking, you can stay but if you're not you know you have to go you know because it was like sex time then yeah. and you know my boyfriend at the time who was in the industry as well um he kind of elbowed me like hey you want you know and i was like no we're going home we're going home i don't I, w- I would never like when it comes to sex like i'm almost like a serial killer like the deliberate stranger like i don't like sex with people that i know like the fact that my husband and i have been my first monogamous relationship Ever. Really? Yes. Wow. And, you know, um, I like him that much as a person that I still find it exciting. But doing wild things like orgies and stuff, if I was going to do them, I would never do them with people who knew me ever. Yeah. Like, so, like, every, you know, pe- and people talk, and this, this industry is like such a gossip mongering industry. Like, the men are as bad as the women are. They just, like, you know, I swear, when I got laid off of Penthouse, I'm not kidding. That night, like, I got five, you know, text messages from a bunch of girls saying, like, you know, like, I, I didn't even get a chance to, like, process it, you know? People know your shit right away, and I, I'm just, as much as I love sex, I'm definitely, I, I, I don't want people talking about, you know, it. I don't mind, I've been writing about it now, yeah. which is the first time I've been writing about, like, my real sex exploits, but... It's different than having people just talk about you and know your business. And these performers, like a lot of, a lot of people who are work behind the scenes in the industry, they do make the mistake of, 
having sex with you know the girls or the guys or i've had like you know radio hosts and tv people or whatever you know you know start you know with the girls and stuff laney i want to say i promise that Ah. any 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 girls you bring to my show i promise i will not try to have sex with them you know, if, they try, I if two people want to have sex, far be it for me to say no. But very rarely does it pan out well. I'm telling you, very rarely. It's like, I don't care what, you know, I don't need to know. I don't care what they do. But all the, I find out because shit went down. And but you dated bad. someone in the industry. What was his role in the industry? Was he a director or No, no, or he publicist? was, he, no, no, he was um, uh, editor. And uh, we met at Gallery, that company, Moncom Publishing, and uh, he was uh, he was only a temp copy editor, but he ended up getting on staff. So uh, yeah, we were in it, and then he worked at Penthouse as well. But even that, like you know, I we were dating, dating. It was a two year mm-hmm. you know relationship, but you know I'm very separate my person. And I said to him like, I really don't want anyone knowing we're dating at the office, like everyone will start it'll ruin the relationship just trust me on this and you know he had a hard time with that he had a very hard time with that at all and then finally one day he we got really stinking drunk at the uh christmas party and he told everybody he said i told everyone lady and i are in love that's kind of sweet right it was really sweet he's so in love he can't contain it it was his ego believe me Uh. men it's more like that pussy is (laughs) mine don't think you could get that pussy it belongs to me you know it's like guys are like but you know it didn't end well you know he ended up uh getting let go and i got let go soon afterwards like it people don't want it's it's not good it's not Mm. good um but we uh we ended up he went on to penthouse and then i like six months of months later i get let go of of moncom publishing at fox and gallery and i always wanted to work at penthouse like always so i said to him listen uh and we were still i think we're still together we i don't remember what but i said look can you move put my resume in the, and he's like no he goes i don't want to work with you again what he said i don't because he didn't want to stand in my shadows again mm. this editorial people are yeah. like you know you're, nasty Spies, you're a big resi- deal he can't handle your shadow well as it, <laughs> i said i don't you know but as it was like literally like two weeks after we break up um I get a call from Penthouse because one of the, when I got laid off, the day I got laid off, I, I called every single person while I'm packing up my shit saying like, you know, I'm canceling this radio show, you know, I got laid off, but if you hear anything in porn, let me know, let me know. So, uh, this, so it, was, it had to be in porn. You, you never I considered leaving the porn industry. I, I've considered it every so often. I've got, I had wanderlust and I'd start looking at ads and then I'd get called in for interviews and then I'd sit there and go like, I don't want to work here. Like, I don't know. I, well, you know what keeps, I think what keeps us all in porn is that we, oh, we, there's so many things you don't want to miss, you know, like, or you feel like you're going to be missing out. Even people I know who've retired, like say Bell Knox, for instance. Mm. Is she retired? Oh, she retired like I, in 2015. Right. No, she, she, but also like this, she started like 2014. Like, yes. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. She, well, I think she started with me in 2014. Yeah. She probably started like a little earlier than that, you know, before. But, you know, she she's totally retired. She changed her name legally. Like, she doesn't want anyone to know. But when we hang out, which is quite often, um, she totally knows all the, the tea. She knows everything. She she like she she shut down her Twitter and her social media. But you know you don't have to be in it to like read everything. And she's like, oh my god, I, Lainey, tell me about that fight that happened. So I read about. It. She's totally up with 
what's right. going on. And that's why people stay. Like it's it, it seems fun. Like it is just fun. every porn star I've met just seems like they have a good time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And if you're not having a good time, that's that look I said that to Belle, you know, she didn't seem happy. And, you know, she was here um, for March Madness and we were doing the appearance and, you know, media and it was not going well. And I said to her, you don't want to do this anymore, do you? And she started crying a little bit. And I said, you don't then leave. Yeah. I said, you should not do this. I said, nothing is horrible as doing this job if you don't like it. It's, it's a nightmare if you don't like it. You know, imagine if you had to, you know, do this and hate it. Like, it's such a... Oh, I know. have to go talk about orgies again. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Or, I just want to talk about architecture. Right. Why won't anyone... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like... And it is hard work. It's fun, but it's a lot of hard work. That's it's, the porn mama, uh, it, you know, role of well, you. Yeah, but it's 24-7. Like, you always have to keep up on... You, social media is not for fun anymore. It's a chore. You have to, you know... I tell the girls you have to tweet a photo every single day. You have to Snapchat. You have to do this. Tell every... me, I just got Instagram this year, and I'm it's... really not happy about I'm it. I'm not into Instagram. <laughs> me neither. Either. Why? I don't like it. I don't like it. They say pictures. I was like, I can put pictures on Twitter. Like that's, that's... what I do too. Yeah, but... I don't understand. But it's so much bigger now than Twitter, though. Like I have no choice yeah. that I have to. I opened an account last year, and I swear to God, like I haven't. I've been following people and they've been following me, but I haven't been active. And every day I say, today's the day I'm going to start right. posting. And then I just, whatever. I'm not into it. <laughs> me neither. Not, Although people, I am being very active yeah. on it at the Billy Procedure. Please go follow yes, me. I follow need him. Um, but, follow him. But like not happy about it. Like I told you about the Esquire thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm not on Snapchat. They said, you're like, oh, you're on the front of their Snap store. I'm like, I don't know. Is that good? Like, does anyone use yeah. this? What? Yeah. Um, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it seems like a chore. But so what goes into being like a porn publicist? Well, I mean, it depends on who the person is and what status they are. But, you know, I've had girls that are fresh, new, and I've said, you know, again, you know, start the Twitter account, start the social media account. Um, if they're new, I get them a photo shoot, not like a, you know, Playboy penthouse photo shoot. I mean, just they you need photos you know so i get a photo shoot going that's both clothed and nude and start you know sending out pictures um i develop a storyline everyone it's like like i say it's like professional wrestling everyone needs an image and a storyline and so like know. with bell her her story was the whole duke stuff right like yeah. that the duke thing and then after that it became you know she had uh she talked a lot about um you know, sh- uh, slush shaming that became one of her th- one of her things that she discussed. Uh, also, uh, tuition. You know, the best thing I feel like came out of the whole Bell Knox thing was, I mean, mainstream. I had like you know Fox News contacting me, and they didn't want to talk about her being important. They want to talk about you know how much tuition costs. And she, you know, and because she's so intelligent, she could have a real discussion about, you know, she was, she's identifies as a libertarian politically. And um, so that was her platform as well. But you need some kind of platform and you need an image. You can't just be like, you know, the girls that say they're not, you can be a working porn star and nobody know who you are. There's plenty of women that make a, a real living at this, but people don't know who they the are. The road dogs of porn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I've had clients come to me and say, I want to start with you because I've been in this industry seven years. Seven, I didn't know who they, seven years. And then you find out that, okay, you've been working seven years, but nobody knows who you are because you don't really have an image, you know? You can't just be 
a blonde, big-titted chick, you know? You have to be known for something. You'll never get big that way. Like, no. you could work, but you'll never be huge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you're happy, some people are just happy just working and getting paid. I, I love, get it. I love that concept. Just yeah. Like the road dog yeah. in comedy. Like, yeah, I just want to go up to my... Yeah, yeah. you know, I just, want, I just want to fuck these dicks on camera. I don't need to be huge. Yeah. Just, I'm happy making a living doing yeah. this <laughs> happy making a living you know um i know some girls who pretty haven't been in a relationship for years because they get all this amazing dick on camera you know even Aaliyah janine you know you, you know her she you know so she <laughs> she did an interview with someone um one of my clients did a takeover of the Derek and romaine show and for two days and i booked get the guests for it and uh she said to leah how long has it been and she said like six years and she's like do you miss it and she goes i miss fucking like all those hot guys sure you know like right. you know that is like a plus you know and that you can actually choose who you're gonna fuck in yeah. many cases you know the women definitely it's the only industry where women are on top yeah you know, even though the guys or on bottom if they the, choose to, uh. <laughs> but even though the dude, well, I mean, if it's heterosexual sex, of course, but you know, um, you get to pick who you want to have sex with. That's great. Like I, if I was a performer, like that, that's, I probably wouldn't have ever dated anyone. I would have just been, I fucked oh, this hot guy all day. I'm going to go home and Netflix and eat, you know, wings and go to sleep. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it would get me very lazy. Time for the fan whore appreciation moment. Oh, yes. And oh gosh, oh, the listeners I'm about to be thinking I have like very special attachments to. So I'm like, I'm really excited about this one uh, this week. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where I like to thank members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Patreon is this wonderful service that allows you to support independent content creators like myself. This week, I'm saying a very special... I'm, I'm going to kind of pair them together, and I'm sorry, ladies, but I'm going to say a big old thank you to Lindsay, Sin, and Kenzie B. Uh, thank you, ladies, for your support, both on and off Patreon. You're both wonderful, and oh gosh, so gorgeous. Armpit hair or not. Uh, thank you all so much. Love that you're part of the community. Uh, Chris M., buddy, you're so active in the Peep Show kick group for patrons. Uh, thanks for participating. Thanks for being awesome. And thanks for supporting me and the show, buddy. And you too can enjoy membership to our super secret Facebook group and our super secret naughty picture sharing kick group and gain access to dozens of bonus episodes for as little as $1 a month. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash man podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash man podcast. And now let's let's wrap things up with Lainey Spicer. What are some other examples of like storylines that you had to like like what what was one that was maybe difficult for you to find with someone? Like maybe you had someone you thought this is good talent, I, but I'm having trouble finding what the thing is that makes them stand out. And then you did because hmm, I find that all part all that stuff yeah, fascinates yeah. me. Cause yeah. Like I took I was a comm major, uh, so like I once thought I had to you know take PR classes. Sure, like that was, sure. that's always like the cool part. Yeah, well, I guess you know. Um, Mary Jean, one of my New York clients, you know, she's Dominican, and I, when I first had her, I thought we were going to go off on the whole Dominican tip, you know, the whole, I'm a spicy Latina, blah, 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 which, you know, works, but it turned out that Mary Jean is so much more than that, she's like this hilarious person, and she's sort of like a, 
She's sort of like a, a, I call her my brown Barbie doll. She's kind of like, she reminds me of those old fashioned ditzy blondes from like the movies who would steal all the scenes with their like one liners where they, you know, they're like kind of dim. So they say this funny thing and then everyone starts laughing. Like Mary Jean became this like, and she's doing really well. She's, uh, she's, um, an on the street reporter for the Sam and Jim show, mm-hmm. you know, um, the c- comedy world, even though she is not a comedian, comedy world just loves her. They all know her. And that became her shtick is like, when you have Mary Jean on, you're going to laugh your ass off and stuff. Um, she's hilarious. I remember she did a show and, and she said, uh, I, she was a penthouse model at the time. And she said, yeah, I, I'm the first Dominican centerfold and penthouse and the woman who interviewed her go really how could that be and she's like because my father's dominican and my mother's dominican <laughs> you know and i was like i remember that was like the first year together i was like holy shit this woman's funny she's almost in the wrong industry yeah, give her some microphone yeah. except she's got those tits and yeah. ass it's like too distracting way too distracting to be a comedian <laughs> way too distracting but it, it sometimes it turns out different it does it, you don't you know, but it's something that as time goes by, you learn about. Sometimes you get a, a client that you think is a no-brainer. Not that you're going to change the world with them, but is a no-brainer. And it's, sometimes it's not really a firecracker. It's like a little, you know what I mean? It's right. not It's not that great. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm back to promoting uh, Taylor Chandler. Taylor Chandler is the woman who uh, was in a scandal with Michael Phelps. She's ah, intersex. Okay. And, you know, at first, you know, she'd never been in porn, you know, when the scandal happened, she took, she'd known me through other people, just friendships. She hired me and, uh, you know, I did the whole thing with her, the Howard Stern and this and that. And then, you know, I contacted Vivid for her because that's their forte scandals and stuff. And, um, you know, she did a Vivid video, but because she's intersex, this is interesting, is that people actually were disappointed that she didn't have a penis. You know, she was born with a, a penis and a uterus. She has a penis, no test. She had, she doesn't have enough. She had a penis, no testicles, a uterus, no ovaries. So mm-hmm. the, the, back in the day, they'd call you a hermaphrodite, maybe, you know, like that. And, um, but did she, and she present, but she presented she, female. She, she identifies and presents as sure. female for a long time now. And, you know, and obviously Michael Phelps had no idea. You know, she has a vagina now and stuff. And um, I think people, you know, uh, were disappointed that she didn't have a penis. I think, you know, and not just because, oh, it makes the Michael Phelps story so much seedier, let's say. They were just disappointed, like, porn-wise. You know, her porn, while it, it, you know, was top shelf. I mean, it's a vivid video. You can't get better than that. The the sales were kind of mediocre. Well, you can't see the, I I feel like, and I might be totally talking out my ass, because I'm not very familiar with intersex, um, but I feel like <clears throat> an intersex person with the penis who presents female, you can see yeah. the intersex, so to speak. So to Whereas speak, in like yeah. when you see the intersex person who looks female and like has a vagina, you'd be like, so wait, then what? where's the intersex part? Exactly. Exactly. Isn't and she just, and you know, quote unquote normal? Like, right. Boring. I didn't pay right. for that one. Right? Exa- like, no, yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. You're. To- I think people thought they'd see a penis and a vagina or something like that, and they were disappointed. Um, it's hard for 
believe it or not, it's hard as a publicist to promote somebody who doesn't have their penis anymore and now has the vagina. The fans are like kind of bored with it. And, you know, it's more the thing you should like all the I, I, I do uh, rep quite a bit of trans people. Yeah. And um, I've always told them like, hey, if you want the operation, you should, you know, save up or what I have it. But know that like your career will you have to do maybe you want you can stay in show business but you can't no one's going to care about seeing you have sex Mm -hmm. anymore you know but that's the thrill of it is that but you'd be surprised most no most i think a lot of trans people you know maybe they identify as female but they happen to be a woman who likes their penis you know like like buck angel says you know a man with a vagina yeah you know and that's it i i I don't know, until they perfect it or whatever, I think you should just be a man with a vagina or a woman yeah. with a penis. Well at least with the but at least when you're going from like uh from like male to female, like you can get functional whereas then, you know like yeah. Buck if he gets a an artificial cock put on, like it's not it's still gonna be like not even that functional. It's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you're it's, better off with the strap yeah, on because you totally can take it off. Better off. Yeah. No, um, I agree. It's much easier to go male to female. It looks real, it feels real. Yeah. They haven't perfected that whole penis thing yet you know or sometimes you have to put like a rod in there or something it's, it's, it's too much work yeah i but, think so but you brought up the scandal stuff like you know you've also represented the manhattan madam right yes uh yes. What, was, what was that about that was interesting because she's not in porn no but she's in like the adult world so to speak yeah. she's in the adult world um i met her actually through writing um this publisher i worked with asked me if i would be interested in write a uh, ghost writing for a, a B list C list celebrity and I said yeah I said who and, and she said Kristen Davis and I said oh my god from Sex in the City that's not D list that's like pretty much A list she's like no because they spell it the same way and uh. everything and she said no um and then she sent me like don't don't say anything publicly and she sent me a couple of you know links and I had heard of her for sure, you know, and uh, I ended up, we had to like spend like four days together because I had literally one month to put out a a full autobiography Mm -hmm. and it was hellish for sure. So we spent like four days together with me interviewing her and, um, and then we just hit it off and then we, I started doing her publicity and, uh, you know, it, it was, you know, it, scandals are you know it's definitely as you know pu- publicists like scandals because it's easy mm-hmm. it's easy media to get you know and all that but at the same time you can also oversaturate you know which i've learned uh the hard way like with bell for instance um yeah i was so proud that i got her on the view and all the appears morgan like it's all great but at the same time when it came time to put out her, you know, she definitely wanted to write a book, but, you know, she obviously wanted to get paid well and stuff. And then, you know, a lot of agents were like, well, you did all these interviews, you know, like how much is there to tell? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel there was a lot more to tell, but I mean, there is such a thing as oversaturation, you know, so that's that's sort of the fine line with scandals. But um, it was, you know, pimp to pimp, you know, a lot of people called me a pimp. I mean, I don't consider myself that, but pimp to pimp, you know, we were cool and again you know you get to know someone like Kristen is one of the most uh prudish people i've ever met in my life at totally like i mean she likes sex fine don't get me wrong but like she definitely is someone that you have to court and date before you get any with like she just doesn't jump into bed and uh she doesn't really have a lot of experience you know with that she's a businesswoman and sex is a commodity and that's how she did it Sorry, it's it's okay. People clean. I just, I just, 
I heard stuff like banging. I was yeah. like, oh no. Uh, but uh you know she she was that was really great to find out you know it's the publicity is about people you know if you don't like people this is not the job for you oh god i hate people then Uh, then don't do it don't do it if you love people though and you're a yacker like i am you Uh know this could be the job for you yeah it's true that's wild yeah yeah what if you hadn't gone into publicity where where you think you would have ended up Oh, that's a good question. Because um, I've asked myself that sometimes. The, the certain days where you you don't feel like you don't want to You want to just this. like throw everything down and be like, fuck it. Let's start you, over. You have days like that, don't you? It's like, fuck this comedy. Fuck this. Yeah, but know, that's like, usually like, oh, fuck. I'm unfunny. Do I have a backup plan? Well, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I some, believe me, a lot of times I think I suck too. You know, I hate. Yeah, but you're also the uh, Laney Spicer. Like I said, everyone I've it, met in in porn and everyone knows who you are yeah but i've never still. i was like like i said who doesn't who doesn't she represent it seems like at some point you've represented everybody of note you know Not what i mean everyone. but yeah no it's but some days no i i you know don't but i've, I've asked myself what the hell i do i actually thought um recently this idea came that i would go back to school and, <laughs> yeah like everyone's doing i go back and get a grad school degree and i think uh maybe try to teach like creative writing or something like that but i don't even know if i could pull that out. i don't know what i do that's a good question maybe well, get, be, i'd probably what? be a bartender or some uh, shit well like you'd be that. a fun bartender you have that bartender. you have that cool bartender vibe. yeah i'd probably be and i i like again you know i like people or I don't know, but the local bar, where like you're not understand, you don't understand how that bar makes money because there's only seven people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, day, yeah. but it's fun and it's still open. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you, but you write on your own. So like, what, why do you need to teach writing? You're writing just fine. Like yeah. you're writing in the in this strip magazine strip. Yeah, it's called Strip Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. when you just pointed at it, I, I gave the briefest scan, but I just liked how you write. Like as a porn mommy, I've had to look out for my sexy broad first and party later. I'm like, oh no, that's so sad. It's it's true. Sometimes you don't get to like do the shots. You got to like hold someone's hair back. No, you got to do that. That's the thing. Like a lot of people who work behind the scenes industry, when they're bad, when they're not good at what they do, it's because you can never any kind of publicist. You can you have to put the other person first all the time. This isn't about you. Yeah. You know, you can't be a woman who feels insecure around beautiful women. You know, it's not about you. It's about them. You know, if they get the attention, they should get the attention. You know, don't, you know, yeah, I have the writing thing is my own thing, but you know, when I'm with the girls and we're part, no, I need to make sure I'm not going to get stoned. I'm not going to get drunk because I have to make sure that she's safe and I have to have my wits about not to say that I'm sober completely during it, but you know what I mean? I'll have like two drinks and that's it. You know, um, I can party after the party's over if I want to, you know, I have my own time, but it's, it's about them and it's about their attention. And, um, you know, I've had women over the years tell me like, don't you, doesn't it make you feel like bad about your looks or whatever, you know, as women are, you know, being around these beautiful women. I'm like, I I said I be more beautiful or better because you know cha-ching, you know like put your ego aside and you know this is what you're making money doing yeah. you know it's like plus my mom always raised us that we shouldn't have unattractive friends you know she said like you know women judge you by the company you keep oh, you gosh. know she said to my sister why are your friends so plain you have all these plain <laughs> oh. friends oh. You know, you want to have beautiful, good-looking friends, you know, so... Because, you know, you know, down below, not so good, up top. Oh, yeah. your mom. She's tough. She's a <laughs> oh, tough gosh. lady. She's tough. But, yeah, I mean, it's about them. So, like I said, you know, when you're, 
you know, a lot of people, whether it's publicity or photographers or something, I see them at events and they're like, you know, falling down shit faced is I, I do judge that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, you, this isn't, this is work, you know, I mean, we can enjoy our job, but don't know, you know, it's, it's wrong. Or, you know, people that, you know, you know, men or women who have sex with their clients or whatever. It's like, you know, how can they trust you? You know, I don't understand how you think you're trustworthy when, you know, this, you know, your client sucked your dick two hours ago. You know, it's, I don't know. I'm a, maybe I'm a purist, but it's, it, to me, it's not right. It's not right. You know, you don't take advantage. Everyone's taking advantage of these people. You should be the one that they feel safe, secure, and trust. You know, but you know, of course, every so often things don't go well, and when the girls are in shitty moods or whatever, they'll be like, "Oh, you don't care about me, you know, you just care about making money, and you know da, da. And I was like, "I do care about you, and I do care about making but can it be both? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like to make good money and to keep you around, you know, I gotta take care of your ass, yeah, so. it's like couldn't you be both? It's kind of like know? a beautiful sentiment, like yes. the idea of the the, the porn mommy, and uh mm. yeah, there's something selfless to that. I, I dig that. Oh, thank you. But uh, but Lainey, if people want to find like your writing, you've got books. You you're on yep. the places. I mean, where where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? Um, I my my I have my website is down right now. Um, but there's a lot you can find me. My Twitter is uh, Miss Lainey. Lainey is L A I N I E. I'm on Twitter a lot. Um, Facebook is Lainey Spicer. And, you know, go on Amazon and punch in Lainey Spicer. I have uh, five, six, no, six books, uh, mostly about sex that you can peruse. The Little Book of Blowjobs? Yes, yeah. like the little bit, you know, yeah, the Book of Blowjobs. All, all research heavily, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, tried and true, lots of practice. Yes, a lot of we practice. We had control groups, we had test subjects. Yes, <laughs> it, it, were, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work. And, um, you know, and you can check me out, uh, Strip Las Vegas Magazine. You don't so I have to buy it. It's online for free. It's uh, striplv.com, and I write a column for them every month. Fantastic. Well, Lenny, I'm so glad we finally uh, got to have you on here. I've been Elaine, you've been on my list forever. I'm like, yeah, I gotta get Lainey on the show. Cool. And, and so I'm so happy we got to finally talk because it's so much fun. Uh, we should do it again sometime. And, and I'm on a huge podcast that's been written about by Esquire, so it's a I'll big deal with you. me. Come on, so. you represent the SDR show. Come on. Oh, <laughs> yes, I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. Well, Lenny, why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye and thank you. I am embarrassed almost uh, that it took me this long to have Lainey on the podcast. Wow. She's just, she is so fantastic. She's so entertaining. She's so knowledgeable. She's so much fun. Uh, again, go follow her on the places on the internet. Uh, go buy her books on Amazon. She is just fantastic and a wealth of knowledge. Uh, let me know what you thought about this week's show. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at TheBillyPresida. We use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast to let people know what you thought about the show. Uh, of course, you should obviously like the Manwhore Podcast Facebook page. And if you're one of those uh, funky Reddit people, we actually have our very own Manwhore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads for every episode. I also post uh, various announcements, uh, links. It's kind of like, think of it as where all the links you would want to see about Billy Persida and the Manwhore podcast are. Of course, it's at r slash Podcast. Uh, shoot me an email at manwhorepod at gmail.com. 
You can send me your comments and your questions, but I especially want to know how you think we should celebrate episode 200 of the Man Whore Podcast, which, uh, which will be this upcoming spring. Last but certainly not least, become a member of our fan whore community on Patreon for as little as one dollar. Uh, that dollar goes to me, by the way. I just learned I'm uh, from. I went to like a a uh, like self employed workshop event thing uh, last weekend, and I just learned. Oh fuck! I'm gonna have to pay taxes. <laughs> oh wow! Interesting. Uh, the self-employed life. So, you know, if you want to help me pay those, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Can't wait to hear from y'all, and I can't wait for next week. We have a very special episode with a, uh, a woman who I dated a couple years ago and also a couple weeks ago. We're going to be hearing uh, from Maya. And I'm very excited to share that with you in a bit. But until then, hang tight and stay slutty.